this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Greetings and salutations. It's time for yet another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, where everyone's mad at you when you're a minute late. So I think that that probably says a lot about things, because I know I spend most of my life hoping and wishing that other things are multiple minutes late. <laughs> but it is me. I have returned. It is officially 12.01 in the p.m., which means it is time for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Now, I say 12.01 because that's the time it is. The show technically starts at noon, but honestly, I'm kind of starting this show. Like, like you have no idea how much stuff I have to do to get this show off the, off the ground. Like, it might look like this is a complete clusterfuck, and yes, you'd be right, but it still takes a minute or two to put on this show. I mean, it just... Long gone are the days where I could just click a button and be on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Now it's like the top 20, I gotta film that, I gotta record the audio over there, I gotta make sure I turn this thing off, otherwise I don't get any sound at all. And this thing, this thing right here, this little two-track button, man, if I don't turn that off, like, everything comes off the rails. Not like East Palestine, Ohio off the rails, but you know, similar to that. And the biggest problem is that that two-track, when that button is on, it means I've been working on new material, which I was. And so, like, that's, the, that's like the one switch that I need to switch between my production, like, Hard Rock Lunchbox nonsense, and my Logic Studio, uh, which is what I record with. So, sometimes I forget that. So, if you ever hear me be like, oh, man, the whole show didn't record, it's because of that one button. What are you going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I actually... I did some homework. I got stuff here. But uh, first, uh, let's uh, let's get to housekeeping, shall we? I, um, the brand new Top 20 is out. I appreciate anybody and everybody that watches it, likes, subscribes, comments, and all that other stuff. We are all collectively trying to grow the Strangerhood TV channel and the Strangerhood TV brand. Uh, but I would appreciate people that, especially if you miss the Top 20 here, like, at least check it out. Like, Usually I have something important to say. I mean, not usually, but sometimes I have something important to say. And honestly, you won't know if it's important until you listen to it. And honestly, it could be important. You could be like, that's not important. But that's just a matter of opinion. And that's for me to decide because I'm the host. Um, so uh, the top 20 that's out this week is from last week's show, uh, last week's Hard Rock Lunchbox. And I talk about how we can... Uh, you know, ideas to help help out people like Adriana, uh, the young teenager that was uh, beaten in high school, and then the video went viral, and then she took her own life because of it. Um, and then we talked about advances in dishwasher technology. For those of you playing at home, I did install the new dishwasher, so it does have a third rack on it, which is how I was impressed. It's called a toss-and-go rack, which is like... I guess when you're too lazy to put stuff in the slots where dishes go, like, I I don't know. I'm not really up on all the new dishwasher jargon. I know it was pointed out to me that a lot of people, their dishwasher are just their own two hands. And let me just be quite clear. That's exactly how I grew up. It's been plenty of time with that. But honestly, with a family of five, 
plus I can't keep up with that and won't. Like, honestly, I would rather just pay a dishwasher to do it. And I don't care if it's a whirlpool or if it's some, some teenager that just wants a job. You want to send your kid over to wash my dishes twice a, twice a day? Like, no problem. I wonder how that would break out. If I paid somebody... Who's, does anybody got a calculator? Maybe? I don't know. If we... Okay. So, maybe... I, hold on. I can bring up a calculator. I... Yeah. Talk about, like, conveniences. All right. Calculator. Uh, I honestly don't know what we paid for the dishwasher, but let's just say it was $500. Um, so, if I wanted to pay... How long do you think it takes a teenager to wash a dishwasher? Dish, a dishwasher load of dishes. How long do you think that would be? Chat? Anybody? Nobody? I'm thinking it would probably take them a solid 20 minutes. Right? Does that sound good? 20 minutes per... 20 minutes per... Alright, so... I'm going to call that 0. 0.3... 0. 0.3 hours? 20 minutes? So... Let's say we do seven. Let's say we do ten loads a week. <laughs> this is advanced math here on the top 20, by the way. So let's say we do ten loads a week at 20 minutes a shot for, for a teenage dishwasher. So that's ten times... Where's the times is? I don't see, I see exponents, but I don't see a times. Well, oh, times, sorry. Might be. Ten times... Um, what are we saying? Like 15 an hour? Like, let's be... Cause that, is that, that's minimum wage in New York, right? 50. That's 150 a week. So, in order, that's three weeks. That's like three and a half weeks, and I'd get to the price of a dishwasher. Yeah, man, I gotta say, I'm kind of all for, uh, you know, let's get dishwashers. Let's automate people right out of business. Sorry. Uh, that was such a waste of time. I apologize completely on behalf of the top 20 on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Boy, was that not worth it. I thought that was going to be much closer, but nope, I was wrong. What a surprise. Won't even be the first time today, I'm sure. So what else is going on in the world? So check that out. I was talking about my kidney stones because that's always fun. Everybody loves that. When we do DJ's kidney stone moment, the new hot segment on NBC. Um, but yeah, check out the top 20. Don't forget to like it and comment on it and all that other good stuff. Bacon's my podcast. As far as I can tell, they're putting seven shows out a night now. I, I can't quite be quite sure, but I know that Discussion and Drinks is on Wednesday. That's my favorite one because I like when they just sit and they just like talk shit and stuff like that. I did have a lot to actually talk about, about the one they were talking about, tribalism, and I guess that was like two weeks ago. I had so much to add, and I just never got to it last week, so maybe uh, I'll get to it this week. I have other stuff to talk about because Republicans are doing some very Republican things, and I've been off politics for a little while, but I just I'm gonna I'm gonna get you with like a three banger, and that's not as dirty as it sounds, but I am gonna you know put that in your general direction. But uh, check it out, and maybe go back and watch the tribalism and music thing on Bacon is My Podcast, and then we maybe we can discuss it next week, or we can discuss it later in the show. I haven't quite decided. Uh, but they have an interview with Cody. Um, they have their seven questions with Cody, and I think it's their full. I don't know when. I write this stuff down, and I don't even know what it means. Uh, seven questions with Cody, and the full... Oh, the full interview was Monday. Yeah, that's what it is. With Hinder, Cody from Hinder. Uh, discussion drinks yesterday, um, and they're doing the Twitch live stream. I don't know if that's on again tonight, uh, but you can check that out. I guess the link is probably... Um, it's, I would imagine you can... I, I would imagine you can find everything from BaconIsMyPodcast.com. 
Uh, and if Mike is listening, he can text me and correct me uh, and tell me where to find all that. But I'm not sure. A uh, bunch of stuff. Just check it out. I, I think Waterbury's got a new one, too. Uh, I haven't. I saw his face, but I did not have a chance to read the video or take a look or read the description or watch the video. So I'm on that. So uh, that's probably it for housekeeping. Oh. Uh, our next show is next Friday. That's a week and a day away. I will tell you, we have not moved a lot of tickets, so if you know people that want to come, please just hit me up or just go ahead and buy them and stuff like that. I don't expect many trips for us out to Patchogue this year, so that might be probably it. Uh, I don't know for sure. I know that the shows that I'm working on are very central in Long Island, and sorry for Easterners, but if I can't get people to go to shows out there, I can't keep booking shows out there, and that's kind of where I'm at. So if anybody wants to go... Hit me up. You can Venmo me over at GDavy at GDavy. That'll be me, um, and we'll get you some tickets. Or you can go to Rebel9.com and get your tickets there. Or you can pay at the door, but it's going to be a lot more money. So don't, don't. But hopefully we will see you next Friday. It's going to be fun. We have not played a show since December. Yada yada. So what else is going on in the world? Like I don't even really know where to start. Like there's a couple things. Like first of all, like. The, the misinformation campaign uh, coming out of Arizona with the election deniers is always funny and always fun. And there's always a lot of fruit there. So I have that because there was a big Republican fuck up there. That's a good one. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene opened her mouth and said something stupid. I know. I know I couldn't believe it. I hate her so much, man. I really don't hate people, but, like, she is literally the, the, the epitome of everything that is wrong or everything that bothers me in this country. And it's, it includes some racism. It includes some sexism. It definitely includes some, uh, you know, smartism. I just, I wish she would just shut up. And I wish everybody, everybody she represents would just you know, shut up and stuff. I mean, I was, and I don't know if anybody caught the, uh, they've been doing guest hosts of The Daily Show. Sarah Silverman did her week last week. Holy shit, was that funny. Uh, she was even talking about how most people on other parties, talk about tribalism, right? Most people on other parties think the country would be better off if people on the opposing party just died. <laughs> and she laughed about it, but I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, I don't want masses of people. Well, that's not true. I'm not sure that I don't want masses of people to die, but, like, I'm not going on record as saying anything like that. I'm just saying that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are just hella, hella, hella bad for the country and bad for people in general. And I, she really needs to go. And the fact that society hasn't figured out a way to muzzle somebody like that is just unbelievable to me. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But first, I'd like to get to East Palestine, which should be Palestine, but whatever. It's East, East Palestine, Ohio, and talk about the, the train derailment that's going on there. Which, first of all, I think is absolutely awful. We don't really have this kind of stuff here on Long Island, but we definitely have it in the Northeast. So don't forget the Northeast is like big for like coal company and chemicals and stuff like that. But if anybody's ever hit... A, um, a, not a commercial, what, what would it be called? Like, it's like, not a private, but like, a, um, is it a commercial? It's not a passenger, maybe it is a commercial train. Uh, in the south or in the west. Like, dude, you ever hit a train? You ever hit a passenger train? Uh, and you're like, ah, oh, damn. Like, I hit this train, I'm gonna be stuck here for two minutes. Anybody ever do that? Like, especially here in Long Island, New Jersey, and stuff like that. You have trains, and it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, there's two or three minutes. I'll see what's going on on Instagram, right? That's, like, a lot of common understanding in where we live here on the island. I am here to tell you that when you hit those trains or the commercial trains, like the non-passenger trains, 
outside, especially when you're like in Georgia and Florida or even, you know, deeper in the Midwest, dude, those cars are hundreds of cars long and they take 20 minutes. <laughs> like it is, it is no joke. Like when you see those tracks go down, if it's going to be like an oil train, just turn around, just, just turn around and don't even run the air and you want to run. And that's why people like us, when we're looking at this train derailment in Ohio, is like, holy crap, look at the size of that train derailment. And it wasn't even that big. It wasn't that big because it was a shit train. Like, this was this was known to be a bad train. So it wasn't even, like, as big as some of these trains go. And, yeah, they, they screwed up all over the place because nobody wants to regulate the train industry. Like, even Trump himself, like, backed off the thing in 2018 where they were going to require the trains have... Have like a pneumatic braking system, like something from the 20th century. And he, he backed off because big business was like, we can't have that. It's going to cost too much. And it is. It is going to cost too much to, to, to refit all these train cars with it. But like, how many times have you seen train accidents in the past five years? Like big ones, big ones from other states that make your news. Like how many times have you seen that? Like it's more than one. It's definitely more than this one. We had some coal ones and some oil ones. Like we have this kind of stuff all the time because these trains derail because they're safety technology is like from the 70s and sometimes even older like th- this one the way trains break now is a car stops one at a time <laughs> like you all can't stop together like seriously like i can pull like an electric volvo back on you know and just let it go like a like one of those race cars and you can't stop all the cars on the train and what like what if you really needed to stop you know what the answer to that is oh well and that's real world stuff. But what I wanted to talk about, oh, first of all, by the way, whenever you talk about how people want smaller government, remind them about this. Because all people are doing now is bitching about how these trains were allowed to operate like this. And the best part was it wasn't even categorized as a hyper, uh, what was it, hyper chemical, hyper dangerous train because not all the cars had hazardous chemicals. So it wasn't like a high hazard train. They had some high-hazard cars, but it's not a high-hazard train because not all the cars had high-hazards. Like, dude, seriously? <laughs> like, that's that's your definition? But remember, when people complain about less government and they want less government, less government means less government oversight. Less government oversight means these companies get to do whatever they want to do because nobody's holding them to account. So that's your little takeaway from this train derailment. People are complaining that somebody should have done something about it. Then stop voting for less government because this is what government does. And also what government does, if you happen to be a Republican government, and this is my personal favorite thing coming out of the whole train derailment, people in Ohio, especially in East Palestine, are losing their goddamn minds that Biden went to Ukraine and didn't come to East Palestine to, like, check it, check stuff out. I want to just tell people something right now, like all you stupid people in the audience, of which I have very few stupid people in my audience, but I want to be quite clear, the Ukraine trip was in plans for, like, weeks and months. Anyway, but... Even if it wasn't, on the first day, on the first day of this tragedy in Ohio, the Democratic president, Joe Biden, called the Republican governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, and said, anything you need, we will help. We will do whatever it takes to help you out. Mike DeWine refused any help. The Republican governor of Ohio refused any help from the federal government. So now I hope 
all of the people in Ohio that voted for Mike DeWine have all sorts of fun problems so that they can remember every election year that they voted for the asshat that turned down all of the EPA help, all of the federal money, all the resources of the federal government to fix this problem. Because why? Because Mike DeWine doesn't like Democrats. That's a good reason. That's a really good reason for livestock and people and all these other Ohio entities to just up and die. Because Mike DeWine doesn't like Democrats and he's like trying to like be a badass. Well, he just screwed the pooch. So if you hear anybody, anyone at all blaming anything on the federal government, remind them that their Republican governor, Mike DeWine, refused any help from the federal government because I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can remember this, but during Superstorm Sandy, there was a picture of uh, at then Republican governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, with Barack Obama basically surveying the shore of Jersey that had gotten destroyed by Superstorm Sandy. And Chris Christie was ridiculed for that. But you know what that dude did? He basically said, federal government, this is what we do. This is how we work together. Federal government's going to come in and help my state of New Jersey fix stuff. So he did not play the partisan bullshit card. He did the right thing for his state. And the Republicans mocked him for it. If you need any more proof that the, the establishment and the Trump Republicans are just completely wrong for this country, like, I don't know what it's going to take. But fortunately... I brought some. <laughs> if you're a Trump Republican and you're listening to this show, I know you have definitely gotten lost on the Internet, and I am so sorry. But I do want to point out to the rest of my listening audience what is actually happening in your fringe world of your limited mental state and capabilities, especially in the far reaches of dipshit Georgia, I assume is where she's from. Because this past week... The subgenius that Marjorie Taylor Greene is actually called for secession. <laughs> Which, let's be clear, the secession of the states and the, the, the red states that she's talking about, 100% I'm fine with. Like, literally, I'm fine with. Like, I think we'll lose Florida and I think we'll lose Texas. I've been trying to get rid of Florida for years. Texas, I think, could be saved because they just got to get rid of Governor Abbott. But, like... All the rest of those red states, not a problem. Not a problem at all. As far as I can tell, you add nothing to the community. I mean, like, maybe food, but, like, we'll still buy food from you. Like, if we want to go back to that, like, pre-Civil War economy when all you guys did was make cotton and we did all the other work, like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm totally fine with that. But, yeah, so super sub-genius here. Uh, this is a direct quote from, like, one of her, one of her tweets. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, and all-around pain in the ass and stupid person. Quote, we need a national divorce. This coming from somebody that cheated on her husband a couple times is going through a divorce, so I guess she's kind of an expert. We need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America last policies. We are done. I just want to be quite clear when we're talking about traitorous. You are calling for the secession of the United States when you have sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution. 
you dipshit are the traitor. You should be kicked out of Congress tomorrow. You should also be arrested for treason. And I don't know why none of those things are happening. But I want it quite clear to anyone and everyone in my listening audience that a Republican member of Congress sitting on the Homeland Security Oversight Committee has called for the secession of red states from the, un from the Union, from America. Literally what Mississippi did when they wanted to keep their slaves. No one cares? No one thinks that's a big deal? I feel like we have some issues to work out, and I think we could do that if people like Marjorie Taylor Greene would just shut the fuck up for half a minute and, like, let the intelligent adults in the room speak. But no, she's just yelling and catcalling, like, just the most inappropriate white trash I have ever seen this side of the Jersey Shore. And she just keeps going and going and going, and people love her. She's a firebrand. She's an asshole. And if you think that that's cool in politics or even in common life, you're an asshole too. And you heard it here first, second, third, one million on the box. And I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with absolutely anybody that thinks anything different. You want to pack up your little shit corner of Georgia and go home? Please do. Because what we don't need is people like you and people that don't add anything to the beauty that is this country. People that can't even read the Constitution and understand what it means. And honestly, just making and souring the constant discourse in this country is people like you. And we don't need you. We don't want you. And I would be personally happy in the immortal words of... Whoever answered that poll, yeah, just up and die and make everything better for the rest of it. Anybody else tired? I'm tired. Who wants some music? Yeah, me too. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So I was minding my own business and I was checking out the uh, dis Discover, no, uh, Radar, Release Radar on Spotify this week. And lo and behold, there's a new song from Static X. And I'm like, okay. I don't have the best memory, but I'm pretty sure Wayne Static died. So I actually looked it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they said Nikki Six died, Paul McCartney died. I'm like, maybe it was a joke. Maybe Wayne Static didn't actually die. But nope, they said he died. And the band decided to go on without him, releasing material that they had originally done, like, you know, just before he passed. And I was, got me thinking, like, I wonder if my band would release material after <laughs> Like, you think we're just going to get, like, a Rebel 9 record, like, 10 years after I die? I mean, like, I'd love to hear that. Like, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. That just definitely got me thinking. But hopefully it'll be better than that. I, I like Static X well enough, but I figured I'd pull it for you. So we can all listen together. Yay! Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, so the uh, incredibly talented rock star, I don't even know what I would call her at this point, superstar, uh, Pink from uh, Philly-ish, uh, finally released her new record, Trust Fall, this past week. It is as good as you would expect. Pink doing just a great job on what she does best, which seems to be doing whatever she wants with whoever she wants. And I'm just always struck by that whole, um, the whole song and video for, uh, was it Don't Let Me Get Me? Uh, she's basically just talking about like how hard it is to try and be a 
star that other people want you to be when you're trying to be this other kind of star. And every time I hear something really great from the pink camp, I just think, like, thank God she had the balls to sort of stand up against that and just do what she wanted to do. And now, granted, she had a lot of help, <laughs> and she knew who to go to for help. And I think if I spent some time writing records with Linda Perry, maybe I'd have a super successful record, too. But I'm just stuck with George. <laughs> I kid. I kid the George. Uh, it's a really good record. I highly recommend giving it a listen. As always, with Pink Records, there are some songs you probably won't like, depending on your genre. Uh, but there's always some that you might like. So I recommend just giving it a listen and seeing what you see in it. There's a song called When I Get There. That's my favorite on the record. I just don't have it in me to play right now, so I'm not going to. But I am going to play the one she did with the Lumineers. It's called Long Way to Go. And it's awesome. And it's on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, the last time I told another living human being that I liked a Beck song, I'm pretty sure I was on my way to Homer. <laughs> Not totally sure, but it feels like it. And I was hella surprised when I heard a brand new-ish Beck song in my release radar and that I really really liked. I mean, like, I really liked it. So, if you've given up on Beck, like, you shouldn't. Actually, you know what? That's not true. I take all that back. Everything I just said was complete not... Hold on. Hang on, hang on. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Uh, here. Hard Rock Lunch Box is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent hard rock lunch box were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, that's exactly what just happened. Because I forgot, Beck wrote all the music for uh, Scott Pilgrim, right? Like, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World? Anybody? Bueller? Anyway? Which one of my favorite movies. So I'm going to say, forget everything I just said, and point out that Beck's got a new song out, and I really, really like it. I hope you like it, too, because it's next on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, why do they always send the poor? Because the poor will go. <laughs> poor have less options. Seems like a good idea. Uh, pardon my uh, 1 p.m. stretch here. Uh, as you know, if you're a regular listener of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, there are multiple ways. The music gets here to me, to the team here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and of course on the actual show itself. One, uh, bands I know personally and I like to play their music. Uh, bands I don't know personally and I like to play their music. Then I listen to a lot of Spotify, try and keep track of all the new songs. I will say I'm filter bubbled as F at this point because the algorithms just control everybody's lives. And if you don't think that's true, we can have a whole long conversation about that some other time because they do. Um, but I do like to keep track of what's coming out that's new so I can get new ideas and like find new music. I, I love that stuff. Um, so that's always good. And then a lot of people send stuff in. Uh, from their bands and other stuff like or songs that they just heard and they like. And that is usually where uh, I get a lot of material that I have never heard before. People just send me stuff and they're like, hey man, 
I like the song. Do you like the song too? And then I'll listen to it. And then the last, I think, category would be songs that people send in that are regular listeners of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and they all but threaten me to play them. <laughs> And the threatened is very couched in the bed. It's usually like, yo, man, can you play this? And I'm like, I see what we're doing. <laughs> well, this has been one of those times. I have no idea who the hell Citizen Cope is, but I do know Carlos Santana. But I also know that it was a request from a regular listener on the box today. And who am I to say no to that? I'm Mitch Hedberg. That's right. Hard Rock Lunch Box.
Time for some new music. Yeah, that's right. I, I overuse that sound. Don't I overuse that sound? It's always a no. Yeah, I kind of feel like I do use the over. I think you're being nice. Thank you, Jimmy. There we go. You're being nice. I overuse, overuse the sax. I use it for news. I use it for new music. And I use it for like, basically any time I want to do anything like worthy of a sound such as... <laughs> Sound. <laughs> I love that sound. But I have brand new music, and I have been honored to be given the uh, the. I've been honored to be given the honor of premiering it, uh, like the first premiere. I'm like premiere premiering it. I'm like soup premiering it. Yeah, so, yeah, everybody, soup premiering it. Before anybody else, my buddy Vern has a band called Breach the Asylum, uh, and they have a brand new song out called Desperate Times, and he said, I could be the absolute very super, super first to soup premiere, super, supreme ear, super, super, would it be supremer? <laughs> super, it's so hard to make up a word. Like, how the Webster guys made all those words just for that. So uh, I'm going to super-premiere the brand-new Breach the Asylum song for you. It is called Desperate Times, and I have it for you right now. On the box. Shadows creeping across the room Like a fire that is trying to burn me down And all of a sudden, swallowed up by the moon And I don't know if I can be saved by the sound
Punch Box. Yeah, man, I have not heard the smithereens in absolutely forever. Figured that out. Give you a little bit of that. Now, I know nobody's like really following like my kidney stone situation at home, and that's fine. I don't need you to. Uh, I've got it under control. But I figured I would share uh, what's been going on, like just in the medical establishment, trying to get this stuff done. So it's like I don't even know, like, like I. All right. So where we last left our superhero, <laughs> I was I was at my uh, my new old urologist, which was great. But he gave me a bunch of tests he needs me to do, uh, including uh, 24-hour urine collection, which I actually had to go to a lab and pick up, like, basically a bottle <laughs> to put it in. Like, talk about, like, a waste of my time. But I was at the lab anyway, getting other lab work done, so it worked out. But the main thing they wanted to do is they wanted to give me an X-ray and a CAT scan, a CT scan, so they could count the number of kidney stones that I am currently growing. Not at the moment. I feel like I'm doing all right right now. Um, so they sent me to Zwanger Pasiri, which is fine. If you live here in the Northeast, you probably see a Zwanger Pasiri every couple of feet because there are just that many of them. By the way, when a, when a company is doing that well, it should really kind of tell you something <laughs> about how many people are sick and how many people are making money off of sick people. So here's the thing. So the way insurance works now, and I, I'm if I'm new to the party, like I have now, now I have corporate insurance for like the first time in like twenty something years. I've had my own personal insurance. I had state insurance, and I will tell you, the state insurance is really, really great. It's it's really, really great in an okay sort of way, and we'll, we can have that conversation some other time. So, but now I have corporate insurance, so there's just a, just a bunch of bullshit like attached to it. So, my urologist, the expert in the field tells me it's been since I got since I've had surgery that I have not had an x-ray or a CAT scan so it's time to do that so he's like we have to get authorization with Swanger Pasiri first so they will call you it's not even that they give it to me and then I have to call them like they do it all which is better I prefer that so they have Swanger Pasiri eventually calls me like a few days later like cool we've got all your information we want to schedule you to come in I was like cool I can do that so I scheduled to go in Monday. Now I have to fast for this. Uh, I actually have to take some other supplements to prepare for like the nuclear imaging that is, or the radiation imagery that is, um, it's not nuclear, sorry. The radiation imagery that is x-rays and CAT scans because they damage your thyroid and I've already got thyroid problems, which is why I look the way I look. Um, so they scheduled me in and I was supposed to go in this Monday and I did. I went in had all my stuff ready. I was like right on time. I walked right up and the nice young woman behind the counter, she's like, oh, uh, we have a problem with your thing. We can't do the test today. And I'm like, why not? And they basically said, well, you don't have authorization from your insurance company. And I was like, well, why did you call me to schedule the appointment? Like, well, we usually call and schedule the appointment like five days out to make sure the authorization comes in. And I'm like, okay, well, what exactly is the problem? And they start immediately, well, you have to call your insurance company, which is great because I already have several jobs, but now it's on me to call the insurance company. So I do make her go through the whole spiel about like, okay, what exactly is it that I need to tell them? Because it's not even just as simple as they won't cover it. Like they're just not even acknowledging the authorization. 
So I get all the information. She gives me a little post-it. And she's like, is there anything else? And I said, yes. I would like to know the name of the person in charge of the department that was responsible for letting me know that I couldn't get my test done today before I drove all the way over here. Now, all the way over here is relative. It was like really just a couple of minutes away. It was just the point. It was the imposition. It was my entire lunch hour. And again, like I had a fast for it and all that other good stuff. So I was very, I was very proud of myself with how calm I was about it. But I realized that me, you know, uh, way north of 200 pounds and way north of uh, six feet, being very calm about something becomes very, very intense <laughs> very quickly. So the supervisor actually ended up overhearing this, and she was like, I can help you here. She's looking through it. She's like, we've been having all kinds of problems with, like, our phone things. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're having problems with your phone things, and you have a bigger problem than just me, but the simple fact is, like, there's lots of ways to reach me. My home number, my cell number. Uh, you can send me an email. You have all my email and stuff like that. They're like, well, you know, the manager said that she did, and the manager's the one that called and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's great, but clearly I didn't get the message. Otherwise, I would have communicated back. And I feel like you should at least do it the day before if you don't have that kind of authorization so that I know to maybe not take an entire day off of work. But they don't care. They don't care about you. Like, that's not new, right? Everybody knows that. Nobody in the medical establishment cares about you. Sure, you get to some people and they're like, well, we really care about your health, but like only if you've got the right insurance and actually once you're already past all the, all the paperwork and stuff. Somebody take a vested interest in your day for a random routine test, they don't care. They don't care at all. And so I, I did that and I bitched and I walked out without actually yelling when I thought that was a huge, huge win for me on a personal level. About two hours later, I get a voicemail. Just voicemail just magically appears on my phone. And it's from 9.30 in the morning. Now, this is like actively 3.30 in the afternoon. Voicemail just appears on my phone. No phone call, no nothing. Dwanger Siri saying, please call in. We've got a problem with your appointment today. So, to their credit, they did half their due diligence. Obviously, I didn't respond, and that should have been a red flag. So, they should have called me back on the other number, which they definitely have. And sure as shit, the emails that they definitely have. Because not only did they have them, but they clearly sold them to other people. In the they didn't do any of that. And the long story short of this whole thing is I finally get my insurance company on the phone, which is Blue Shield. Blue, Blue Shield of South Carolina, which sounds about as bad as it is, but it is a subsidiary of Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, Blue Choice, excuse me, it's not even the Shield, it's Blue Choice. My choice. It's funny they give people choice like that in South Carolina, but like not other choices. I digress. So I'm on the phone with her, a very nice woman, clearly working from home because I can hear her dog work barking in the background, so we're just talking, but she goes through it, she's like, yeah, the authorization they put in the wrong insurance, blah, blah, blah. Zwanger Siri like screwed everything up, apparently. And then, you know, she's like, would you like me to call them and handle this? I was like, boy, would I? So she does. She, she says, okay. And I'm like, I'm never going to hear from this woman again. So the next morning I hear from her. She calls me. She's like, okay, find out what happened. Uh, they put your name in wrong. Okay. So they put it in as DJ Perlman, and it's supposed to be D, first name, middle initial J, and the last name Perlman. Everything else was right. Security, my social security number, uh, all my paperwork, my group number, my insurance company. They just put the J as part of my first name, and that failed to authorize. 
So we discovered that piece of nonsense on Tuesday. I do want to report that as of yet, I still don't have an appointment for these things because I still haven't had the authorization paper. It's a good thing I'm not trying to pee this rock out my dick, isn't it? Right, Jack White? Hard Rock Lunch Box.
got some breaking news coming in here, unsurprisingly. Elon Musk, king douche of America and Twitter and Tesla and SpaceX fame. Elon Musk announced during a joint press conference with California Governor Gavin Newsom that Tesla would be returning its global engineering headquarters to California. Two years after a dramatic exit that saw the electric car company leave the Golden State for a facility in Austin, Texas. Tesla will open up shop in the former home of Hewlett Packard and Palo Alto, Musk said. The facility will serve as the company's engineering headquarters, while the corporate headquarters remains in Austin. So I guess it wasn't so bad in California, you big, big dick. Unbelievable what an asshat that dude is. I've always hated him. And I really just, I'm glad other people are hopping up board because he's a douche. All right, that's it for news. Uh, in other asshat-related news, uh, one of the last shows we played of last year uh, around Halloween, we played out in roughly Scranton, in the Scranton metro area of Pennsylvania. And much to the disappointment of everybody in the band, including myself, all of the other bands that we played with left either before or during our set, proving once and for all that Pennsylvania apparently has absolutely no idea how to respect other bands. <laughs> That's not true. Pennsylvania's usually really good about that. I don't know what this collection of asshat bands decided to just bounce uh, on bands from out of town, but I know that I will never play with them again. Uh, in fact, I can't even remember most of their names, but I know that I've not played any of their songs on the show as a direct di direct result. But there was one band that did hang out and stayed for our entire set. They ended up closing the show. The band was called the Mesos, and they were so much fun anyway as a band, but also cool as people. And I was waiting for this song to get recorded and finally released. And yes, here it is. So yeah, I have brand new music again. <laughs> Cool Pennsylvania-based band called the Mesos. Sung Smack Daddy, and I dig it. Hard rock lunch box. Did someone say Coheed? <laughs> oh, that, that must have been me. Hard rock lunch box. Yeah, man, that sound means only one thing. It's time for your weekly craving of the week. However, <laughs> I just came across this post. I... I'm Not laughing. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so apparently Nettie's is a, like a pasta, like an Italian restaurant in New Jersey somewhere. I don't know it. So if anybody happens to know it, that's awesome. You can drop uh, some information in the chat. <clears throat> but they put up a post on their website and all their other social media networks. And it says, quote, we love kids. We really, truly do. But lately, it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettie's. Between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around the restaurant, we've decided that it's time to take control of the situation. This wasn't a decision that was made lightly, but some recent events have pushed us to implement this new policy. As of March 8th, the day we return from our winter break, we will no longer allow children under 10 to dine in the restaurant. We know this is going to make some of you very upset, especially those of you with very well-behaved kids. But we believe that this is the right decision for a business moving forward. Thank you for understanding. Now, I love this. 
I think it's awesome, and I think restaurants should do that. I don't like when there's young children in adult-only spaces, or what should be adult-only spaces. There's plenty of family restaurants, but sometimes adults are so selfish that they want to have like adult-type meals and bring their incredibly poorly behaved kids. Now, the thing that gets me from this, this decision was this wasn't a decision that was made lightly, but some recent events have pushed us to implement this new policy. I swear on all this holy, if any of you have any information on what those recent events are, I would love to hear it. And I'm sorry I wasted all of your weekly craving of the week on that, but I think Jimmy would approve. Right, Jimmy? It's always a no. Yeah, well, you can't win them all. It's say it all. Oh. box.
Lunch Box. Now I know what you're thinking. Isn't this show over yet? And yeah, you'd be right. The show is over. It's 2 o'clock. It's going to run late, which makes up for the fact that I was late. Like I say, Hard Rock Lunchbox, every Thursday, 12.01 to roughly 2.03. Why the hell not? Thank you so much for spending part of your afternoon listening to everything that we have to say here on The Box. I hope, I hope, I hope I see uh, everybody again next week. And we'll do this all again. And then don't forget, if you need tickets to uh, Rebel 9 at 89 North, please message me. We do have a bunch of tickets. I don't think the band is selling a lot of them. <laughs> it's just, just a hunch. But in the meantime, let's see if we can dance your way out with this. And I'll see you next week on The Box. Don't touch that. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box.